Hey, Chris. Yeah, Fred. What's a mason? That's a really good question, Fred. You've reached the Internet's home for all things masonry. Join Chris and I as we plumb the depths of our ancient craft. From the common gavel to the trowel, nothing is off the table. So grab your tools and let's get to work. This is On The Level. Well, we are back once again, Chris. How's it going, man? It's good. Good. Uh, it's early, as always, <laughs> when we're here recording. It's But I slept morning. well last night, and I was up early. And we got a surprise visitor in the office from another Mason who just saw us recording in our new studio here yes, on D-Ridge. That's right. That's because our, our old landlord kicked us out. But our new landlord's pretty <laughs> awesome. Pretty, yeah. pretty awesome. Yes. And, uh, and we have video Starting this episode, we were with our new setup, we're able to actually have video. So we're shouting out to the people on YouTube that are watching. Not sure how I feel about that, Chris. I uh, I have a face for radio. So mm. it's uh, this is going to be a new thing. And I did forget my hat. Typically, when I make appearances, I like to wear a hat mm. for obvious reasons. I've got a worshipful master's hat in my car. If you yeah. Wear my master's hat. I can't got it. do that in the headphones at the That'd same time. That'd be cool. Time. Just put it over the headphones. <laughs> Like hey, guess what? High-tech cowboy. We have uh, some emails, man, to read. and uh, As promised. As promised. Um, and we got a bunch of them, actually. But um, I want to start off, I want to read this one um, just because it's, uh, it's, it's just super encouraging. So this is from uh, Campbell Tuohy, who's from Canada, uh, our it, brothers uh, up in the Great White North. Little hoser. Um, and uh, he says, he says uh, greeting brethren, greeting brethren from canada i'm a past master who enjoys ritual work done to perfection man after my own heart Uh, one of the parts i do is the junior warden charge Uh, the other night i was curious if there was a podcast that may provide education on the ea degree and i newly discovered your podcast Mm. great job thank you sir appreciate that i'm thoroughly enjoying your episodes i was even more excited when i learned that sarasota lodge number 147 was doing an ea degree on february 21st the day i arrive in sarasota for vacation are you kidding me he's awesome he's coming we're gonna meet him yeah yeah looking forward to that campbell big time Uh, i enjoy visiting different lodges while on vacation and plan on attending the mighty 147 on february 21st i'm contacting your secretary to arrange a visit nice keep up the good work and stay on the level and campbell Uh you absolutely (laughs) we absolutely will he's from rising sun uh, number 85 st lawrence district under the Grand Lodge of Ontario. So, uh, Campbell, can't wait to see you, brother. Come on down. That's awesome. I'm, I'm the Tyler, so I will be the one greeting you. And uh, yeah. yeah, isn't that awesome? I'm not in that degree, but I think I'm going to do the lecture. So he'll get to see both of us in action in one shape or form. Yeah, but And I'm right. curious what the junior warden charge is. We don't have that in Florida. We'll have to ask him about that. Yeah, okay, right. What, what yeah, is man. the junior warden charge? Yeah, it's so it's so cool that we are a global fraternity. You know, from different countries and stuff, yeah. and it's it's kind of cool to think. You know, the that day, is crazy. It the basics, the foundations are the same, but there's all kinds of cool, different you know um, nuances to it. So yeah, that'll be fun. Don't you got one? Well, I just have to make a comment. Uh-oh. R- rabbit holes. Uh oh. I glanced up and I could swear that I was looking at a shirt that had Ewoks with guns, and now as I'm looking at it, I see it's actually bears. It's, you got bears with guns. It's Alaska, man. 
<laughs> it's my Alaskan. I t-shirt. thought you were a nerd and had like a Star Wars <laughs> Ewok shirt. <laughs> One of my goals in life is to go to Alaska for an extended period of time. Oh, so well, you can make a pit stop in Canada. In Canada, this brother's lodge. That's, well, you will if you're driving. You definitely will make a pit stop in Canada. I do. I have. I have uh, an email we received from Jared D. Valdez. Nice, and he is from Pennsylvania. And he says, brothers Fred and Chris wanted to drop a note and say that I'm loving the podcast. Excellent choice in topics and production audio quality. Props and shout out to Fred. Thank you, sir. Is really dialed in now. You guys have been my workout companions this week. Nice. (laughs) You two make a good team. I really appreciate the podcast that you did that touched on marketing and outreach. Would love to see you go deeper on that topic in the future and perhaps on ideas for social events, both inside and outside the lodge. Keep up the good work fraternally, Jared. So that's interesting. This is uh, another state, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is still north. You know, we are in Florida, so everything is north to us. <laughs> He's uh, probably just a few hours drive from the last brother that sent us an email. But that's interesting because uh, that particular podcast is one of the lowest listened to ones that we have. Yeah. I thought there was an interest in it, but it sounds like there is. So we'd be more than happy to go into more on that topic. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one of our passions, man. Believe that you, if you go to Grand Lodge this year, you might see us. That's right. Possibly at Grand Lodge in multiple uh, functions. Yeah, we weren't going to bring this up, but since Chris has Sorry. brought it up, I said might uh, we possibly might have a booth could at happen Grand Lodge uh, this year at the convention and trying to do some live simulcasting and stuff. So uh, stay tuned, stay tuned. We'll see, we'll see how that goes. Yes, I'm excited about that. We've also also been uh, rumored that uh, we are asked to say some things on the big stage. Possibly. We'll see how that goes. Of course, give me the stage. You know me. I will take the stage. And it'll well, be my stage. Particularly but anyways, this, what Jared's asking about, which is the marketing and outreach. Yeah, that's... I uh, mean, In Florida, f- this is the second year that the Grand Lodge has got an official program, which started at the Mighty 147. Mighty and 147. Grown throughout the state. And uh, so I've been on a committee at Grand Lodge to try to get the word out about this and help lodges increase their membership. And uh, reached out to our current grandmaster, who said they have a light schedule, so he might let us present the program to everybody at Grand Lodge this year. So please, uh, even if you weren't going to come, any member of uh, Florida that's a Master Mason is allowed to go to the Grand Lodge session. So it's not just for masters and wardens. Come out, yeah, that's come right. out, and yeah. you know what? You'll get to see us podcasting out there, probably. Uh, and you might see us on the big stage ruining our reputations in yeah, front absolutely. of everybody in Florida. Absolutely. Okay, so getting back to business. Uh, yes. Last episode, we talked about Fellowcraft. We said that that was part one. This being, by default, part two. Part three? Oh, Lesson, two. Right. Lessons. Yes. <laughs> Math is hard. Uh, it is early. I've either had too much <laughs> coffee or not enough coffee. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh, Lessons from the Fellowcraft, uh, part two. We left off on um, the plum. Uh, as one of the three working tools of a fellow craft mason being the plum. Let me read from the uh, the manual, mentor's okay. manual, uh, and see if we can't kick off a decent conversation uh, concerning that, okay? Uh, I keep forgetting that we are actually being filmed as well. So, yeah. Um, 
It's not really film. It's digital. So, but we call it film, just like we call it radio. Recorded? This is not radio. Video recorded. It's being video recorded. That's right. Find the uh, all right. Term. So here you go. This is from um, uh, GL two seventeen, which is the mentor's manual uh, from from Florida, from Grand Lodge in Florida, and it says the plum is a symbol of uprightness of conduct. In Freemasonry is associated with the plumb line which the Lord promised Amos he would set in the midst of his people Israel, symbolizing his standard of divine righteousness. The plumb line in the midst of a people should mean that they will be judged by their own sense of right and wrong and not by the standard of others. Mason, Freemasons, understanding the plumb, are to judge each brother by his own standards and not, and not those of another. When the plumb line is thought of in this way, it becomes a symbol of upright life and of the conscience by which each must live. Now, it's a little, that's a little wordy there, but there's a little mm. something in there that I think is worth discussing, and that is that the plumb line in the midst of the people should mean that they will be judged by their own sense of right and wrong and not by the standard of others. Freemasons understand the plum. Un- Freemasons understanding the sorry guys, I don't know what's going on here. Free Freemasons <laughs> not understanding cough. the plum are to judge each brother by his own standards and not by those of another. So for me, I'm thinking that each we all have a standard uh, that we set, uh, you know, that we set ourselves. It's, it's the the square of virtue, right? And then and then which is which is a set of a set of actual virtues, right? Here's here's how I and I think I've said this in a, a plumb line before. This is the way I look at it. You tell me if I'm crazy and if it lines up with that or not. You're crazy. Thank you. Um, so the square is the stand. Uh, sorry, the plum is the standard that I set. Okay, and mm-hmm. that standard is uh, for me as a Christian. The standard is obviously the scriptures. So for me, it's pretty simple. Um, my standard is already set. Um, and that's the standard that I live for. And then the square, of course, is that standard applied. So um, for me, mm-hmm. um, that sense of righteousness or uh, right living, so don't be afraid of that word righteousness, it means right living, um, that's my standard that I have is set, and I do my best to live by that standard of right living. What do you think about that? So do you think it means that each of us individually should make our own? See, now that's that that's the by? conversation I think, right? Or is it saying that masons should live by their own moral code? Right. So is irrespective there irrespective of like maybe the morality of the age that we live in? Well, here's what it doesn't say. I don't think it says that masonry as a fraternity has a standard that has a standard that it issues to Masons no. when they come in right. necessarily, right? I mean, um, yeah, but, but but I guess it has many standards. You know, uh, we've got this digest of Masonic law that's eight hundred billion words long, right? You've got a mentor's manual, which you know, there's an etiquette book that right? tells you etiquette? how to act yeah. properly. So it tells us a lot about how we're supposed to behave and act as as men in society. So I'm torn on that because I think maybe maybe I could see both sides of that. Sure, of sure. the individual because you're saying you you've got your own morals that you've got from your personal yep. religious. That's right. Beliefs and uh, 
And then, you know, Brother Wade has his own set of morals from his personal religious beliefs. And so uh, each of you should live according to the what you said there, the standard that you set for yourself. Correct. I also see that masonry has a minimum kind of expectation for us as masons. It does tell us how we're supposed to behave towards each other, towards the weak, towards the infirm, towards the sick, the kind of charity we're supposed to do for other people. It does have a lot that is directing us to do and behave. So maybe it's talking about us behaving like masons in the world. And maybe you live in a, in a, in a country or in a town or a city where uh, there's a lot of crime, maybe there's a lot of uh, immorality happening. And so it's telling you to live like a mason regardless of the situation around you. Uh, but I think behaving like a mason and behaving like a Christian or behaving like a Buddhist aren't at odds with each other. In fact, it could be the same thing. Well, really. I, I think that, um, right. So we're, we're brushing up against the, you know, the, the argument of relative truth. You know, my truth is my truth. Your truth is your truth. Well, yes. However, um, it's always wrong to torture five-year-olds for fun. Okay, that's always wrong. I don't care what religion you come from. Not for fun. Right. It, it, there needs to be a reason so, you're torturing a So <laughs> that statement is extreme. I use an extreme statement to prove, yeah. a, to prove a point. Right. But the point is that there is a standard. Yeah. There is a universal standard, yeah. right? Uh, now, we can argue about where it drops and where it rises, but there right. is a standard, right? Me taking your lunch from you because I'm bigger than you is yeah. always going to be wrong, yeah. right? But now there could be a guy... That comes in and says, well, you know, my standard says that that's okay. It's survival of the fittest. That's where I get a little, you know, with the individual standard thing. That's where I get a little scared about that because. Yeah, right. Sure. Who, who knows what people's individual, you know, it, it, it tends to be low. <laughs> right. By default, people don't want to live up to a high standard. So, uh, and, and people are lazy and some of them are masons. So. I'm a little scared about what somebody's personal morality is. Yeah, and and, and having yeah. to respect that. Sure, and that's why I was uh, somewhat relieved when I came into masonry and I saw that if you if you dig in a little bit, you'll find that the the virtues, um, the seven yeah. virtues of masonry, um, which came from, um, well, it, it comes from some of it comes from scripture. The first three are certainly found in the book of Corinthians. Uh, but anyway, uh, and the, and the vices as well are, are known as the seven deadly sins. Mm. That's what they were. That's where it derives its uh, original meaning from. So for me, the standards were already kind of familiar to me and set right. in place. And I don't know anybody who's going to disagree with those. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to have to look at them a little, little cross. I'm going to say, <laughs> well, hold on, man. What part of, you know, don't steal uh, or, yeah. or, you know, uh, what what part of any of this uh, is a problem for you, right? I mean, so the, there is a standard for right living, loosely defined as you know the the vices and the the and superfluities and the virtues. That's a standard. Yeah, and what you read there is a passage out of the Old Testament that talks about God giving Amos this uh, the prophet explanation that I, God, will set a plumb line. So in reality, he's saying, I'm giving you the standard, 
and now Correct. you're going to have to live by this, and you guys are going to have to make sure that you focus on this and not any other standards. Correct. So in reality, I guess you could say that, you know, the standard came from God that we're all supposed to live by, and uh, and those standards are going to include not doing those seven deadly sins, and it will include the principles of faith, morality, charity, brotherly love, all of these things yes. that masonry has in it that it gets from God. Correct. So the ultimate standard, of course, is uh, if you believe in God as creator um, and grand architect of all things and sustainer, then all of that does have to originate with him because he was the first. And as you know, as Christians from a theological uh, standpoint, um, it's more of who he is not what he demands of us. He is simply he is simply uh conveying to us his his person his essence mm-hmm. and his being, you know, he uh, God never murders, you know, and uh, he doesn't steal. Uh he doesn't gossip. He you know, these are things this this is who he is and right. as his creatures, uh he he wants demands uh in some cases us to live according to that way. Now we all know that we cannot perfectly live that way. And right. that gets into some theology there that we'll 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 uh we'll uh, skip that for now and move on to something else. But um, yes, I when think we, when we go to the great catechism in heaven uh, uh, there you go. Hopefully it's proficiency and not perfection that they're looking for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, and there's a great conversation right there as well. Um but again um, I think this is probably um, the beginnings, could be the beginnings of a great debate and conversation yeah. uh, going forward, the plumb line. I mean, I think it's, we all need to, as Masons, we need to sit down and talk about, you know, what what are these standards of right living and, and how do we, uh, how do we live them? Because, you know, at bottom, Masonry is a, a system of morality. Uh, veiled in allegory and taught or illuminated through um, symbols through through symbolism yeah. so that it's a system of morality well morality speaks of a standard yes. there has to be a standard so right. where is that standard that is the crux of the debate that i think healthy masonic lodges should sit down and have well we are not a healthy masonic lodge we are a <laughs> podcast and so correct i think what we should do is get a couple of brothers in here that represent various faiths. That would be awesome. And all represent the Masonic values, and we can bring up the Masonic values and then discuss them amongst the different representatives of the Yeah, that would faiths. be powerful. See, well, what, what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, let's anybody see, out there who's listening, see, man. Does if, it if, really conflict with Freemasonry? Really? Let's, let's get them together and see. Yeah, I, I would say that anybody who's listening uh, who would want to uh, be a part of that conversation, man. Just shoot us an email. I don't have no idea how we'd set that up at this point. Well, it but I could figure it out. So many good purposes. I mean, right. One, we we had the conversation of should you talk about religion at all as right, Masons, right. and I think we determined both of us absolutely, absolutely, you should. You should. As long as you handle the, the conversation masonically with gentleness and respect right. for all, correct. And if you can't do that, don't come to this show. Yeah, uh, right, so yeah. Won't, you're not going to last long. Oh, we have an email from that guy. So, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that <laughs> guy is an idiot. The other purpose I think it can serve is 
there's so much uh, stuff on the internet about how Freemasonry is evil and satanic, and you can't right. be a Christian and a Mason and be you know, those things. Don't, two things don't jive. So uh, it serves as an opportunity for us to really put what are the values of Freemasonry up against the values of religion publicly. See right. see what people think about that. We're not giving away any of the secrets. No, we are not. All. We're not giving away so any I secrets. I guess you could sit there and say, well, they didn't talk about the secrets, and that's where the bad stuff is. Right. They can't th- do anything and that's, about that's that. That's where they go. I, I, <laughs> here's a good rabbit hole. I, my, my youngest son came down from North Carolina with his wife. Uh, they, are, uh, they got married less than a year ago, and oh, I, just, wow. I just love them to death, especially my, my daughter in law is awesome, man. She is the perfect woman for my son. It couldn't be <laughs> a a more suitable nice. spouse That's a good uh, for feeling. this young man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She keeps him in line, keeps him in line big time, and I love it. I love it. But um, so uh, my my youngest son Danny, um, he he was concerned when he heard that I had become a Mason. Oh, really? Oh, yes, yes. And he's a and he devout- said. Christian. He, he is he's a Christian. He's a he's a youth pastor and he does music in churches as well, uh, up in North Carolina and very evangelical. Um and we'll we'll leave that for another conversation. Anyway, um as a Calvinist and he's an evangelical, it's an interesting conversations. But um good, good, healthy conversations, but interesting indeed. Um but he his first comment was, you know, it's just like, well, I mean, I'm just concerned about this Luminati thing. What what's gonna happen to mom? And I'm like, what, what are you he, talking about, what man? Did, what, what did he mean? Well, he, he when he was in the Navy, he just he got honorably discharged from the Navy. He's a submariner. And um, he had a buddy uh, there who claimed to have gone through um, Freemasonry up to some sort of mythical uh, right, right. Um, you know, level right. of Freemasonry. They all have that one person they know yeah, yeah. that got to the top. I and was said, a 15th degree. They Mason. are lizard people. I right. saw them once I got yeah. to that level. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, okay. he's all of 20, yeah. 23 years old. He's a 13th right. degree, whatever. Okay, fine. <laughs> and he's talking about all this crazy stuff, you know? And so my son is like, well, and so he looks it up on the internet and goes right to Alex Jones, you know, the genius, oh, Mr. Okay. Alex Jones yes. on everything. Alex Jones is simply a stopped clock. He's right, you know, like a, like a stopped clock is right twice a day. That's Alex Jones. You know, every once in a while he's right, but only because he just keeps talking and talking and talking. <laughs> Eventually something's going to be right. But he's co- completely wrong, completely oh, a- backwards about Freemasonry. And everybody gets their information from guys like him, you know, where it's the, the Illuminati. It gets, and it gets uh, listeners and viewers when gets you talk clicks, about baby. us. It gets clicks, baby. It gets clicks. interesting. But I can tell you this. Here's, here's the funny part, and this is what I ended up saying to him at the end. You're willing, you're concerned about what you heard on the internet from people you don't know. Right. You're concerned about something you heard from a buddy of yours who claims not to be in masonry any longer. And now you're sitting here face to face with your dad, who is a Mason, and is telling you he's been through it. I'm a third degree master Mason. I've been through it, and I'm telling you there's nothing contained therein that conflicts with any of my religious duties or practice at all. It does not. It absolutely does not conflict. And I looked at him and I said, son, you know me. Right. You right. you learned the scriptures from me <laughs> for the last, for your entire life. So you tell me, would I be led astray right. uh, by anything? And that Are you gullible? Does would, he know uh, you to be an easily fooled he man? He knows quite the opposite, actually. Right. So I think that's really 
um, that's really where he and I kind of came to agreement. He's good with it. He knows me and he knows I would never be taken in by anything. But on the on a grander scale, that's that's really what I want people to come away with. Look, if you're out there and you think masonry is some kind of crazy lizard people, <laughs> satanic goat worshipers, why don't you go down to a lodge? They have open houses. We have one every Sunday at 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. Come on down and talk to us and ask us you know, questions. It's not... We don't have any sensationalism for you. No. We don't have any clickbait for you. We're no. just regular guys yep. uh, that meet regularly to, to hold each other up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like we talked about, in a standard of living, in, in right living, to be better husbands, yeah. better fathers, uh, better patriots in our community, whatever it is, man, better uh, employees. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we do. It has re- the the secrets. Oh, and that's the other thing. He was just, then why secrets? Why secrets? Yeah, they are obsessed with the secrets being bad. And, and I told him what I tell everybody, because we like it. <laughs> well, you know, so I have a similar situation. My my wife's Ukrainian. Okay. Her, okay, her, her parents left Russia when it was still the Soviet Union. So they lived in communism, right? Right. And they're now clinging to their religion because it's their right. And they're very obsessed with their right to their religion. So I understand why they're so zealous about it. Get it. Totally get it. Right. Um, They think exactly the same way as your son. Did. Did? Okay. He he no longer thinks that. Mine still do. Because I guess I'm the the in-law. So I'm coming into the family as the outsider already. And I'm bringing this baggage of masonry into it. And uh, they know so little about it that uh, I was there this uh, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday I was there. And her sister's in in town from out of, I won't say her name. She doesn't listen to this podcast. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) She's only like 25, guessing, and they they live in Portland. And uh, I wasn't there. It was before I got there because I was at an open house. So my wife went early, and the topic of Freemasonry came up. And her sister was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know those guys. They come into our church sometimes. And my wife said, I doubt it. I doubt that's true. Yeah, that. How do you know they're Freemasons? And she said, "Oh, they wear their um, Proud Boys T-shirts." Oh, jeez. And Hello. she said, "My wife is now losing it on her family. Like they're not the Proud Boys." <laughs> but that's how little people know about us. They don't even know the difference between. They don't even know about the Proud Boys. Various organizations that exist in the world and how disparate the ideologies are. And uh, so my wife's trying to tell her the difference is, and she's not buying it. She's like, no, 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 no. These are Christians. They're good people. And she's like, no, I understand that, but they're not Masons. Don't conflate those two things because you're going to have a very wrong opinion about when when you do Google Proud Boys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> when what, you get around to that. <laughs> right. And it's just like anything else. They got in the way of the political machine and became something that yeah. they're not. I'm not, I don't support the Proud Boys in any way. Don't get me wrong. Anybody but, that gets involved in the political machine is going to come out bad. Yeah. Unless you're toeing the line, they're going to paint you as something you're not. And I, I don't believe what anything party what they you're say. In, doesn't yeah. matter what you believe. Doesn't matter. Politics ruins everything. Yeah, that's right. Especially t- uh, American politics today is such a broken yeah. machine. It doesn't really matter. And, and luckily, I, what I see is more and more people out there are beginning to see that. And I don't know if that's going to end up, you know, crashing the whole system or revitalizing the whole system. I don't care. But at least it's, it's positive change. You would hope it's cyclical and that. We, we're kind of going off the reservation, and someday it'll swing back, and we'll yep. be a little yep. more level-headed, and hopefully 
Yeah, I, I mean, it'll get at, bad enough. We realize, dude, we really do need to sit down and talk to each other. This is getting a little crazy. Yeah, that's uh, right. That's right. And and you know, there really are only two political cr- classes. There's the the national uh, politicians who are extremely wealthy and elite, yeah. and then there's the rest of us. Right. And they like to pit us against each other so that we don't focus on them. But Always I think that's that I think that's becoming more harder and harder for them to do. Yeah. You know. So and I know that. Um, you know, I was a, I'm an ex political junkie, man. You know, ten years ago, man, I was a political hardcore, and I knew it all, man. You know, I worked precincts, I did it all, but I can tell you right now, it all of it, every bit of it, having studied it for a decade, it's all a lie. But I don't know how we got down this rail, this this rabbit uh, hole. Well, you know? well, yeah. So the other point I was going to make is, please do rescue me from this you rabbit were hole, telling brother. Me, uh, his concern was secrets, and yeah, that, okay, that, that's right. That. Also, my wife's father, one day we sat down and I asked him point blank, what is your issue with Freeman? What you know about it? What's your issue? And he had two things. He said, do you worship Jesus? And I said, yes. And he said, oh, you say Jesus? And I said, no. (laughs) And he said, then you don't worship Jesus. And I said, wrong. Uh, A lot of people do. And they are Freemasons. But when we pray, we don't say names specifically. And that, that's his problem, that we don't say that name, that particular name. And that is a problem that people have with Freemasonry that are Christians. It is a thing. There's a book out there called 32 Degrees of Lies. Oh, wow. Which I read. And this book is written by an ex-Mason who's a Christian. He's a born-again Christian. So he made it through—he's uh, a 32nd-degree Scottish right Mason, and apparently at some point converted— uh, to Christianity, and then he wanted to say Jesus in all of his prayers. Right. In Blue Lodge and in Scottish Rite, and somebody told him, please stop doing that. Right. And you and I had this situation happen where we were at a degree practice, and I uh, always observe the traditions of Freemasonry, and one of our traditions is before any great or important thing that you do, you should pray. Right. So I asked Fred to pray, and he prayed his way, and he ended it with, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. And I looked at him and said, hey, just be careful with that. And he was like, don't, don't ask me to pray. Right. That's right. <laughs> and I respect that. Yeah. And anyone should respect that. Like, you, you aren't totally entitled to pray however you want. But now I know if we're in a lodge, I won't tap you to do it because I right. don't want to put you in that position. Yeah, because Christians are not allowed to, uh, we're not really permitted to offer generic prayers to generic gods. So it is, so, there is some, right. uh, you see where the conflicts really oh, start yeah, to come absolutely. in there. It's not like an ideological problem, it's just no. like a technical thing of how you do something listen, and the words listen, you use. If everybody accepts everybody... On at face value, okay, like like our buddy Wade, who who practices Buddhism, yeah. I accept him for what he is. Um, I I think about it this way: uh, my kids used to play a lot of sports uh, on sports teams. You know, take for so- a soccer team, for instance, and all of us came together um, to to do soccer as a soccer community. Within that community, there were Muslims, there were Christians, there were Buddhists, there were people of all. And, and we could sit on the sideline and talk about it all day long, as long as it was with gentleness and respect. Yeah. But it did not affect the mission of soccer in any way. <laughs> right. It's the same idea here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a Christian. I'm, I am commissioned, you know, go ye therefore and make disciples of all the nation, because, you know, all authority in heaven and earth has been granted to me. Okay, that's the great commission that's been given to Christians. And I am fully able 
and willing and and ready to speak those words when asked inside of a, inside the lodge. But I do not proselytize inside the lodge because that's not my mission. Mm-hmm. That's it's not my mission. I I come to this fraternity uh, for fellowship with you know with brothers who want to hold each other up to a moral standard, you know. And I don't have to. And I just want to say real quick. Um, about your father-in-law when he says, do you worship Jesus? Mm-hmm. As a Christian, what he means is, are you trusting Christ for salvation? That's what he meant. Mm. Um, and that's the issue. That with That's why in Christianity, when anybody, like, for instance, well, he's, he's a Christian, but he's a born-again Christian. Well, technically, if you're not born again, you're not a Christian. So all right. cr- true Christians right. are born again. So there's all these theological yeah. words, and Christians are very bad at at explaining clearly yeah. what they mean when they throw out Christianese. Well, They're speaking a different language, and they expect everybody to understand it. I don't think a lot of them understand it. Unfortunately, is, that is true. The pulpit is lacking in yeah. education big time, like, like most organizations. It is most, like more, like, you know, a lot of Freemasons, they, they understand the basic t- concepts. If that. But they haven't yeah. gone down the they as don't, far as we are into analyzing this stuff. Correct, correct. So, of course, we're going to be better Masons than they are because we've studied Masonry more. <laughs> that's right, that's and right. it's the same for religions. I think they're perfectly good Christians that don't really, you know, think too hard about it. And then there are really good Christians that think really hard about it. Yep. And the harder you look at it, um, I think the more you see the similarities um, and, and the good things between the, the other... Uh, religions well, and organizations of the world. I, I like what you just said. I mean, what what are the similarities? Um, so between, many, you know, and so and many similarities. The, the similarities are based in 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 living a moral life. We care about each other. Yeah, we right. Us first, family first, and then if if everyone there is protected, let's start to care about other people. Right. And we all agree right. on that. Yeah, we right? have each other's best interest at heart in the things we do and say. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, in this in this world. Um, that's lacking, and Masonry offers that to the brothers that come in. At least at the at the Mighty One Forty Seven, <laughs> there's a real spirit oh gosh, of yeah. brotherhood growing there, and tightness uh, and pride um, in in our lodge, ownership and pride in our lodge, man. And people are really starting to respond to it, and that's just lacking in this world. And it's funny because these stories keep coming. Perfect. We're on so. such a rabbit trail. I think we just keep oh, just roll with it. Roll so, with it. Run, okay. bunny, run. Here we go. So. Uh, I was there Sunday, my wife's house, and uh, I get some texts from a brother who literally says I'm in great distress and uh, might need some help with something. And um, I'm not paying attention to them anymore. I'm in my phone now. I'm like, do, 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 do. Right. And my dad goes, what's going on? You got a problem? And I'm like, one of my brothers is in trouble. So I'm just, I'm worried. And he's like, oh, you have to do something, don't you? You have to because, and I said, hold on, I don't have to do anything. I care about this person. I want to. I care about this person who's in trouble. If you texted me that you were in trouble, I'd pay just as much attention to the text even though you're not a Mason. Right. I have to like break it down because they just automatically think negative thoughts about it. Right. You yeah, know? like it's a cult. Like, yeah, you know, like I have to cult. put I have to put my Masonic brothers before everything else. Right. Otherwise, right. I'll get, you know, I'll get swatted 25 times and <laughs> and and bled out or something weird, you know, right. Yeah. I think that's a common misconception about Freemasonry that people have is that you have to put your brothers above all else or, you know, even if they're committing a crime, you have to cover up for them. And uh, that's just not the case in in reality. Uh, but it's hard to, without having an in-depth conversation, explain that to somebody. 
Uh, and like I said, anything from the outside can look scary. I had the experience of seeing communion as a kid. That looked scary to me. Right, right. Uh, and I know it's not a scary thing, and it's a beautiful thing. But at first glance, it can look scary if you don't take the time to understand it. Or if it's not explained to you correctly. Right. You know, the church I attend, they explain what it is to to the children. They know what it good. is. That's you good. Know, they're very good at that. That's right. Um, and we live in this in a state that is predominantly Christian. Yes, so very much so. It happens a lot. I was at another organization the Master Mason Association, and then I asked Brother Robert Leonard to pray. Oh, yeah, I was there. Yep. You were there, yep. and he he let it slip, in Jesus' name we pray, and he said, oh, <laughs> he knew he wasn't supposed to do it. No one in that room cared. No, and he made Everyone it really cool. He made, he made it, uh, he made, not a joke, but he kind of like made it humorous the way he did it, but I could tell <laughs> he was glad he did it, but yeah. it was a mistake, you know? Yeah. It's just like, whoops, uh-oh, sorry. Not sorry. And so why <laughs> and, and is everybody it a was cool with it. Right. Nobody's upset about it because we're predominantly Christian, right? If you were in our lodge and I asked a Muslim guy to pray and he said, uh, Allah, Makma, whatever, probably the room is gonna get a little different. They're gonna be like, Whoa, 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 whoa. Just because like they it. don't understand, you know, yeah, what what that means. It's not the predominant thing. They don't hear it a lot. It's very foreign to most of us. Uh and right. so, you know, Especially if you're a Christian, masonry in Florida is super not scary. We have the Christian Bible on the altar. Right. We say yep. uh, prayers out of it constantly. Yeah, and even uh, part of the obligation has scripture in it. We so talk like, about Christian symbolism and the St. John's and St. John the Baptist. So those are our patron saints, that's right. Yep. If any religion should be not scared of Freemasonry, it should be Christians. Yes, but <laughs> again... Um, most Christians, and I say this as as a Christian, they don't know what they believe, and they don't know why they believe it. So yeah. they, they've honestly, most of them have joined a club, um, and and to them, it's a civics club more than you know a, um, a an identity and a way of life because they don't study it, they don't take the time. All right, let's get off this kick. Let's get on this to was the plum. We were finishing up conversations. Oh yeah, yeah, the and, and there you go. There's the plum. <laughs> now, so there's a whole episode on something not related to what we were talking oh about. Boom! Gosh. You're welcome. I hope you're. St- are you still there? Hello. Is this thing on? <laughs> Hello. Um, but so with go the, ahead. With the plum, the simple explanation is we're supposed to walk uprightly in our several jobs that we right. have as men in the world. We're yeah. supposed to be a good dad. Not just a good husband to your wife, but a a crappy employer where you like, you know, demean and debase people. But you're supposed to be good here, good there, good there. You need to really think about what you're doing in all of the different interactions you have and the responsibilities you have in this world and act morally and good and also offer help to everybody that you can with whatever limited power you have in each of those stations. Yeah, that's right. And that's the power of the plum. The plum, right. Act in, in in the in all of your dealings with man. Why? Why? So you can look good, so you can get advanced? No, because it's right. Yeah. It's the right thing to do. Do what is right because it's right for no other reason. Uh so and, and next the next thing it talks about in the in the in the book is the jewels. Ooh. Now it cautions us here. Diamonds? Uh no the rubies, sapphires. The jewels of the fellow craft. Um, and what, what here's those? what here's what it says. Don't say it. Oh, okay. Uh, these <laughs> these are named in the ritual and need not be repeated. Okay. They remind the craftsmen that the time honored method of instruction is by word of mouth. 
The secrets of Freemasonry are always deposited in the hearts of faithful brethren. Mm. These jewels should signify the necessity to learn to utilize good Masonic instruction and develop a devotion to the tech, to the teachings of the craft. So mm. I don't know. Is it telling us not to talk about um, uh, the jewels uh, of Masonry? It's a... Uh... I mean, okay. I'm going to say let's not just because it kind of Yeah, no, we won't says it. we won't say specifically what the jewels are, but it did explain in a broad sense that the purpose of the jewels is to teach the candidate or the brother that uh there are a lot of great moral lessons in Freemasonry and they're for us. They're for Freemasons because people that haven't gone through the initiation, haven't tr- taken the time to like learn the basics that we got in the entered apprentice degree. Right now, you're a man. Here's uh, here's something that's important. Keep this crap to yourself, okay? Right. <laughs> because uh, other people aren't prepared to hear this. Uh, to make yourself a good person is hard. It's a hard way of life. People don't like to do things that are hard. They like to do things the easy way. The easy way, which is no way. Sometimes, quite often, it is no way. And we as Masons are always looking to do the hard things, the things that deal with the issues we don't want to face. Look at the ugly parts of ourselves that we don't want to show anybody. Um, Yeah, that's right. Give money to somebody that I don't want to necessarily part with, but I can. It's hard things, but you have to do hard things if you're going to improve as a person. And um, Masons should be prepared to do hard things by the time we're in the fellow craft degree and you're right. getting an explanation at the end of this degree about what the precious jewels are to a fellow craft. Uh, but it is a time for a man to realize you're different, you're being held to a higher standard, and this isn't for everybody. Uh, and so just focus on the training wheels. Just focus on the people here that want to be better for now. Because later on when you're a master mason, you can deal with the outside world. But right now you're not prepared for that. You need to deal with masons and people that are like-minded and people that are trying to understand the same things you're you're trying to understand. So I think that's the purpose of the jewels. And, it, and, and all the jewels do is give you the basic framework to say, okay, uh, I've learned a lot. Uh, this is meant to be communicated to me. And only me as a Mason, and I need to be mindful of not telling, trying to go evangelize the world about Freemasonry. I need to focus on just talking to Masons for now about this stuff, because no one else is going to care. I'm wasting their time. I'm wasting my time. It's not going to do any benefit to go like a Jehovah's Witness door to door. Right. Yeah. I just wanted to tell you about the wonders of Freemasonry today. Like, no. They slam the door in your face and sick the dog on you. You know, uh, the other thing that I that stands out to me on this is the time honored tradition of hand to mouth yeah. of mouth to ear. Sorry. Yes. Of, of teaching through the spoken word, you know, and I, I find that to be one of the most enjoyable aspects of what we yeah. do, uh, especially the catechism, you know, which is, you know, that catechesis is just, it's just a fancy word. It just means teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is the connotation to it in masonry is hand uh, is is mouth to ear yeah. or ear to mouth? It's 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 that's how we learn is is through is through one man helping another man to memorize uh, you know the secrets so to speak uh, of masonry and they're they're transferred 
from my mouth to your ear. Right. Uh, and then from your mouth to another ear. And they're, you know, and then they're they're stored away in the minds, you know, of masonry, you know, and that's and hopefully they make their way down to the hearts. And that's exactly right. At that's some exactly point. right. Uh and um and I just I just I remember when I first was in entered apprentice, you know, you go through your degree and then you're handed a little white book uh with letters in it and it's called the Masonic <laughs> Code Book and you're like, What is this? <laughs> And that's and where you really feel cool. You're that's like, where you, Ooh, you feel a secret code book. You kind of want to leave it out for people to find. This you know? is cool. So like, yeah. Yeah. What is this? Oh, I can't tell you. Sorry. I can read everything you. in there. You can't read anything. <laughs> I've completely memorized <laughs> all of it. Uh, and, and so, but, but then you, at first I resisted it only because it was, it, it was just hard, you know, it was it re- hard. really hard to, to learn. And, um, I was told that there's websites out there where you could just get it all downloaded on cards and yeah. and you can read it all and stuff like that. And from what I understand, those people who do that, in the long run, there's no advantage. Um, if you sit with a brother and he, he dictates it to you and you dictate it back to him and you learn the way you're supposed to, you know, mouth to ear, or you, you, take, uh, you take the written, somebody wrote it out on the internet, uh, and and you read through it. There's really, in the long run, since masonry is a long term, lifelong thing, th- there's really no advantage. You might be able to memorize it faster than all your companions, mm-hmm. um, but at the end of it, what you're missing out on is that relationship you're building with the person exactly. across from you. Exactly. That guy is taking time out of his day, mm-hmm. out of his life, to share with you a hard thing uh, that he had to do in the future. And you're, you're missing out on the heritage uh, that masonry offers, you know? Actually, I think you're, you're failing the first test in masonry. Big because, time. Because, uh, you know, we take obligations to do things a certain way because it's good for us. <laughs> Doing hard things is good for us. That's right. Yep. It's a lot easier to go online and have it 24-7 access, I can learn so much faster that way, for sure. And uh, I can blow up my ego when I return, and it looks like I'm smarter than everybody else. And everybody knows what you did. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And you're only robbing yourself, because the purpose of the catechism is, one, yes, you're supposed to be proficient about knowing what happened, but the the main purpose of it, I think, is develop relationships with people. That's correct. That's and what and that's what bonds. it does. It cements that you're relationship. Forming a bond with a mason, right? And you're going to get a strong bond with your other uh, companions that you might be doing that with, like really strong bonds over time. And, and that is the point of the catechism. That's why it's supposed to be mouth to ear, so that those relationships can be formed. Um, and this is. Uh, tough. It was tough for me when I first joined because I I brought all of my uh, profane ideas into Freemasonry of I'm going to go faster. I'm going to be the smartest. I'm going to set right. records. Yeah. I'm going to show these guys right that competition, how awesome that competitive I am. spirit. <laughs> I'm a American and I'm going to win. Seriously, like I brought that in, and it was literally the first lesson I learned because the guys I was going through weren't studying as hard as I wanted them to. My catechism instructor broke rules and gave me uh, an audio file that I could listen to at home. And, and at the beginning, I was doing that because a mason told me to do it. I didn't know how wrong it was at the right, time. Right, right. But going through the experience, I see what I missed 
because I was in that situation. I was so much more advanced than everybody else in my class, but I hadn't formed bonds with any of them. Exactly. None of right. them. And so it, it took me going to uh, another brother that I respected because I observed him and said, hey, I, can I just do this on my own because I'm so much better than these people? And uh, the advice I got was <laughs> changed my life. He said, this is your opportunity to learn the first lesson of Freemasonry. If you're more advanced than your brothers, your job is to lift those brothers up, not to pass them by. Right, So right. you need to go back and spend your free time helping those brothers. And I didn't want to do that. I was like, what? They're not even trying. Like, come on. Uh, but, you know, what great, what a great lesson that was for me, that it's not about me. Right. It's about us. That's right. And if I'm a strong part of the group, my whole group should be stronger. Because That's right. That's I can right. help them. Yeah. I can help them do better. Yeah. Uh, and that was literally the first lesson I learned in Freemasonry, that it's not about me. I wanted it so much to be about me. <laughs> But um, you have to erase those, those, that's not a good tendency, you know, uh, all the time. I mean, sure, it's good to have a competitive spirit and uh, all that, but masonry is about us uniting as men together. That's right, yeah. And so um, I think it's important to form bonds with people. And that mouth to ear is the quickest way to form a bond with somebody that's a mason and you not being a mason. Um, and we have to trust the system a little bit in the beginning. Uh, because it's hard. It's hard to go against our natural tendencies. Well, and, and just think about how this, uh, this really appeals to the, the man-child man in us, right? Can't you just see a bunch of boys you know, in their tree fort with, with their secret code yeah, and telling each other, you must never write this down. If you write it down, we have to plunge a, a, a sword through your heart. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, uh, that's it's just, not the actual, that thing, doesn't actually happen by the way. Yeah. Uh, that's in the Illuminati. Uh, so, um, but it, it really appeals to, you know, that, that sense that men are looking for of being part of something yeah. greater than ourselves. Yeah. And the fact that I can, learn this from a brother who learned it himself and he speaks it to me and then I memorize it and speak it to another through through our our secret code if you will <laughs> um is just it just absolutely lends itself to what men desire uh you know and and what what we want I love it I absolutely love it um and you know our our the the secrets that masonry hold um you know, yeah, they're out there. I've said this before. They're out there. But, sure. you know, if you're the kind of guy that wants to, you know, wants to broadcast that out there and put that out there. That's the thing that kills me. You're just, it, 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 the truth is out there. People the, can get it. You can get and it. And yet they still think they, they know stuff that's not out there. Well, because they want that sensationalized, you know, <laughs> the, the clickbaity sensational yeah. thing. It's it's boring, yeah. you know, if you, if you, you come to masonry thinking it's the Illuminati and there's... <laughs> global billionaires you know that call us on the phone hey chris right. i got a job for you you yeah, know yeah. Uh, you know it's like no it ain't like that it's just a bunch of guys trying to be better husbands oh well that sucks i yeah, don't want to do that that's not, that sounds hard that's hard i don't want to do that <laughs> what do you memorization that's like school i don't want to go to school all right I, I don't know where i've gone with that but um yeah no, so true. we that, started that... off with the jewels yes uh, on this one and we ended up talking about the uh the mouth to ear uh, tradition, our time-honored tradition. The yeah, next, the next in the book is the wages. Mm -hmm. Now, do we want to go into that? We're already fifty minutes. Ooh, 
So but are you suggesting a part three? I don't. I think so. A part three minus the gigantic okay. 30 minute rabbit trail we put in right. the middle of this one. So we'll be more focused in part three. Part three promise, guys. We'll be okay. much more focused in part three. Uh, what else, man? What's What's been going on lately with you in mm, masonry? I'm full swing into my year now. Um, as Worshipful Master. As Worshipful Master, as president of the Scottish Rite Club, as president of the Master Mason Association, and involved with the Grand Lodge Marketing Reimbursement Program. I'm, I'm just in full swing, man. I've, uh, I've, I did a lot of planning, and now I'm just trusting in my calendar, so... <laughs> I um I get it all planned out. Let's see how how it goes. So far, so good. I I think you're doing a great job. So far, so a worshipful good. master. I I absolutely do. Um, and for those of you who think that our worshipful master has um has left his uh his 24 inch gauge uh and is uh, not not nope. doing what is right, I'm managing. I would it. I would um refer you to the episode of Fred interviews Chris, our lowest. Yes, yes. Uh, the one you, to, no one wanted to hear. No one wanted to hear me interview Chris ah. as the upcoming Worshipful Master, but you talked very clearly in there about how yeah. you had sat down with your wife, sat yes. down with people in your lives, and laid this out, that this year is about this, yeah, and that next year will be a, a, a different focus. So uh, Yeah, yeah, right. This is my time to do what I'm doing, and, yeah, and I've it, thought it through. You have purposely, and, and it's uh, working. Planned it out. It's happening, and things are getting thrown. Like, and that was part of the plan. Like, you know, things are going to happen, and right. so you have to accommodate that. So, so far, so good for me. How about you? I'm um, I'm enjoying every bit of it. Um, I was over there yesterday under a sink replacing. Oh, you uh, did a faucet. The, I got nice. it done, and uh, the uh, men's room. A um, couple of valves in the men's room went bad, so I fixed those. And, we can flush um, the urinal now? And the urinal flushes now. Wow. Yes. Uh, it, it doesn't work perfectly because it's 180 years old and <laughs> needs to be replaced, but I got new parts for it and put it in there being a plumber. Nice. Uh, Thank you. So I got, I got all that work and we'll see how it goes. We may have to replace it. But what I love about it is that um, I pop in there after work. I do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, and, and I'm, I'm appreciated by my brothers for what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm looking for uh, that. But I, I was, before I came to Freemasonry, looking for a place to, to just serve, to just do something, mm. uh, to help out, to be a part of, you know, doing something. for It doesn't have to be a big, grandiose thing. I'm done with that. I don't, I don't need grandiose anymore. I just want to be <laughs> part of something bigger than myself that needs my help, needs my expertise. Yeah. And, um, you know, uh, that's, that's just one of them. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. As Tyler, I guess... I like Tyler. Yeah. I really miss not being in the lodge. Yeah. Um, I don't like that. And our worshipful master, Chris Burns, was gracious enough to put a Tyler's chair uh, just inside the door so I can lock the outer... I can lock up the house and come in yeah. during the cent- the middle of, uh, of, of you know, our meetings and stuff, which is great. I really appreciate that. But... Um, yeah, I'm ready to move in the line, or I'm ready to move to, to whatever's next. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I'm willing to serve right. um, as Tyler for as long as is required of me, for sure. No doubt about that. You know, but I, I'm enjoying it. I think that's why it's, it's a great role for a past master to serve in, because a person who's not been through the line yet, like yourself, does need to be in the lodge room. Yeah, and you that's really how do. I learn, too. I learn a lot yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. Do yeah. You see how everything's going. You right. see the relationships. You see the politics. You get a better sense of the lodge and and the system of Freemasonry, right? So I think a past master who's already been there, done that, 
is kind of happy to be outside the lodge and not have to hear some of that stuff. That makes sense. To you know what me. I'm yeah, saying? Right. And he knows everybody too. So you struggle sometimes probably like, is this a new guy? Is this an old oh, yeah, guy? Is this not a member? I'm not sure, right? Fake it till you make it, baby. But a past master would know. He'd be like, no, nah, I've been here. I know I know you're not a member of the lodge. So right. there's a lot of benefits to having a past master there. But it tends to be a place where new masons are put these days. Uh, and I'm sorry that that, you know, <laughs> that that's where you're at this year. <laughs> but you're doing a good job. And I, from it, it for me was a, uh, a selfish thing because I know how, m- like how much a strong Tyler can Im- benefit the master and how, if they're working together, how much easier his job is. Right. You know, bringing them in when it's like, help me get these guys. And like the yeah. Tyler can do that if he's good. That's right. And uh, making sure the first time visitors have all been vetted and stuff. Like if the Tyler's not doing it, the master's got to do it. Right, uh, but right, yeah. I trust you know the system, you know what to do. And if you need my help, you'll call me. Uh, yeah, and, and my OCD helps out a lot in that area too. So I, I can't let anything <laughs> not be done to absolute perfection. You know, I just have to, you know, I'm inspecting people at this point. You know, I'm checking their garments. Um, they're walking in. I'm watching. I'm looking. I'm catching people all the time. Hey, 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 get that apron on, buddy. Hey, hey. Yeah. You know, let's let's uh, let's do this right, you know. So uh, I have not worn anybody out yet. So, no. Uh, so, so no. far, so good. I will eventually. I always do. But well, that so far, everyone still acts like they appreciate it. No, I'm not. and the main thing for me is I appreciate it. I could have put a past master there who's just going to be like sleeping. Um, <laughs> but you're a new zealous brother. And so it really benefited me to have someone like you there. So sorry that you had to do it. Now, but I, I appreciate I you. I serve doing it. at the worshipful master's pleasure. So it really is a, a huge benefit to me. All right, man. So this was, uh, this was an interesting podcast. I hope you guys out there enjoyed it. Um, you know, send us some, tell it, give us some feedback, man. You know, if you, if you didn't like it, if you absolutely hated it, we need to know that. We'll read um, that on the air. We, too. We'll read that one on the air too. As long as it's done with respect uh, and gentleness, we don't need, um, yeah. any references to the Illuminati will be immediately thrown in the trash, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously. <laughs> we're done with that. But, uh, yeah, we, we really appreciate you guys. We have seen a lot of, uh, a lot of res- positive response, um, and we're looking forward to kind of taking it to the next level. So we're going to start our YouTube channel. Uh, we'll start up. We'll start doing some inserts yes, and different I things. I forgot we're recording this. We're recording this right for now. YouTube. So for YouTube. So uh, and yeah, so and we'll just we we'll just want to grow next it. Next time we'll, we'll wear hat appropriate. We're not going to dress up in suits. So you're no. still going to see bears with guns. But yeah, right. <laughs> we'll definitely put our makeup on next time. Now that we know. Yeah. Right. Camera. Yeah. Okay. But All there's right. so many ways you can go with this. Like we've talked to other podcasters that are masons. And right. Like. I need to clip out every, uh, ah, I want it to sound so professional. And in my mind, I'm just thinking, wow, yeah, that's, nah. not how, that's not how we're going to do no, this. No, no. We're just going to have a conversation, man. Yeah. And that's what, a lot of the feedback we're getting from you guys is that uh, one guy said, you know, it, it feels like I'm there with you. Uh, and that's you guys are. You're with great. us. You that's guys great. are totally with us. And, yeah. and we're not going to polish it. You know, and and overdo any of that stuff. It's going to be what this is going to be what it is. It's a free flowing conversation about Freemasonry. We'll find a topic. We'll stay on topic as best we can. Good luck with that. Uh, and and, any and we'll see where it goes. Are going to relate to the topic. That's in right. Some way. That's right. So That's right. It's man. not going to be totally off the rails. All right, worshipful master. Uh, <laughs> it has been an absolute pleasure, and uh, I will see you, sir, in lodge. All right. Bye, guys.